In this world, we're all so caught up in our own heads. It's easy to lose sight of what's real. You said you don't know how much time there is. What does that mean? It's important that you realize there is a small medical procedure involved. Sorry for a game. So you recently logged your first kill. Huh? And how did that feel? They filmed me. Filmed you. Through my computer camera. You ready? Drill down into the numbers, you have got a solid popularity arc here. No one is this happy. <laughs> Singularity is when computers learn to outsmart man like women did years ago. You are so adorable. We're genuinely empathetic as a species. We don't actually really want to kill each other. Clarence Brown, and welcome back to another episode of Discussing Who, where science fiction, comic books, and Doctor Who collide. Again, I'm Clarence Brown, and I'm joined by my fellow co-host and pundit, Cal Jones. Cal, how are you doing? I am actually pretty good. I've been listening to a um, podcast that's not, you know, not Doctor Who related, so I'll, really? Yep. Um, Those you might even, you might, Yeah, they actually do. You might even know what it is, but I'll get to that in a minute. Okay, Cal. Well, do you have anything uh, you want to talk about? Any news or anything? Um, not really that I can think of other than I sat down for about 30 minutes earlier and remembered exactly what we were talking about and how good some of these episodes were. So I'm actually very excited to uh, talk about that. Yeah, so as you just mentioned, today we'll be discussing the British television anthology series Black Mirror. Now, I think this show originally aired on Channel 4, uh, which is a, a British television network, and eventually Netflix picked it up. Again, Black Mirror is a British television anthology series that features speculative fiction with dark and sometimes satirical themes that often examine society and they always have a tech twist to them which makes them kind of interesting and they're often very very dark did you find that watching these episodes Kyle? actually i felt like i was watching a an updated more a little bit more mature more updated version of the twilight zone this show is very much in the vein of a Twilight Zone or my personal favorite from the, the late 90s, uh, early 2000s, Outer Limits, another remake of an older show, which I really, really loved uh, back in the day. And, you know, when this show popped up for me. I was just happy uh, to see something again in that vein that that's out there for us to consume. So here's my question, and I and I think I know the answer to this, which is, what, where does the name Black Mirror come from? Maybe, I mean, have you picked that up from any, <laughs> anything? And I'll tell you why I asked that question. Every time you and I have talked about this, talked about <laughs> doing this episode, I call it Broken Mirror because of the 
uh, cracked glass in the opening yes, credits, exactly. all of that. I keep thinking broken mirror, not black mirror. So where does black mirror, the name come from? Or do you, you know do we even know? I have no idea, but I will say like, uh, it's probably a play on the, on the phrase you hear like in the mirror darkly and things like that. You know, those, if you're a Star Trek fan, think of all those Star Trek episodes that had like the darkly name of their title and they're kind of like a dark version of the universe. Sure. This, okay. This, this kind of, I think the words, wording they're trying to play on with that title there. True. Okay, I'll give it that. But but if I do, just fair warning, if I say anything throughout here and I call it Broken Mirror, blame it on the opening credits. The show has received an increase of attention internationally. And again, like I said, it was picked up by Netflix and they've commissioned this third season, which we're going to talk about tonight. Now, I first heard of this show from a article that I was reading on TheVerge.com and I was like, what is this show? And, and this is like years ago before it ever came to Netflix or most Americans did probably never knew ever even knew what it was. But like after that first episode, which the first one is a weird one, we'll get into it in a second. But after the first episode I was hooked and had to, I think I watched all through all six of them at one time because they had been out probably for a year by the time I started watching. But yeah, it's it's been a while, which um they had a Christmas special that came out last, and I'm trying to remember how long ago that was. But uh, I can give that to you. The oh, first, the first series came out. It actually aired from the fourth of December, 2011, through the 18th of December, 2011. Second series, the, or the second series of three episodes, was from the 11th of February, 2013, through the 25th of February, 2013. Christmas special. In December 2014, and then, of course, October 21st of this year is when it premiered on Netflix for the third series with six episodes. Well, let me ask you this before we just dive into these few of our notable uh, back episodes before we get into the third season. What do you think about Netflix picking up these shows that are, you know, they're kind of considered great shows but for some reason or another a, a net, network may not be producing them anymore or they may have just turned their eye to them and you know this is a perfect example of one that had a lot of a lot of attention but it seemed like it was lagging as far as getting new shows out there for instance another show i think is like the gilmore girls they're redoing it just a few more that i can think of that you know they're kind of taking under their wing and producing new episodes on. yeah like fuller house which i never watch yeah, full house yeah nah, yeah nah. <laughs> I, I mean i have no care to see it didn't care to see the first one don't care to see that one no offense to any of our fans or listeners or whatever <laughs> that like full house just not my cup of tea so to speak yeah definitely i, I didn't i watched, tried to watch some of the newer episodes but yes yeah, it's, it's just not good in yeah. my opinion but but to but, answer I, I guess to answer your question I think it's a good thing. It's interesting to see Netflix picking up a British show. You know, all the others we've seen that Netflix has picked up, to my knowledge, have been American TV series or dramas or comedies or whatever yeah. that they have taken and brought back. Uh, I know Hulu, uh, what was it, Mindy or there was, was it, some, yeah, the it, Mindy Project? The Mindy Project, yes. 
And I think Yahoo Yahoo picked up community for an additional season. True. Community. Yeah, so it's you see a lot of these a few of these online outlets doing that to try to I guess bring that those fans in that are part of that show. And you know, I think it's a good thing as long as they can still make it good. And I'm gonna just give a spoiler right now. I think they achieved this and it, with Black Mirror it's, it's still just as good and engaging as it was in the past. I think what they would have done wrong would be, would have been to do a little bit of what stars did to Torchwood. And what I mean by that is, and, and, and this is no slight to American actors. Obviously, we're, you and I are both Americans. However, when you tried to Americanize Torchwood a little bit too much, we've not seen any more Torchwood on TV since then. So, so I think, they were smart, they being Netflix, by keeping with the same tone, the same feel. I couldn't discern a difference between watching series one on channel four from the UK as opposed to watching season three on Netflix. I mean, they, they could be interchangeable as far as how they feel to me. Or did you, do you feel the same way? No, no, you're exactly right. And um, I forget the director's name. Excuse me, people. But they, he actually is still running the show, even though Netflix have it, has it. So it is the exact same showrunner. You know, much of the episode was shot in, uh, in the UK. So it's, it's very, very much the same feel of the original. So that is a win-win, you know, when it comes and, to this type of production. And the name of that person is Charlie Booker. <laughs> Booker. B-R-O-K-E-R, not Booker, Brooker. <laughs> and the only reason I know all that is I've got Netflix uh, pulled up on the other screen. So okay. <laughs> I haven't memorized all of this. Cool beans. So do you want to uh, dive into some of the... I actually do. But before we do that, I want to go back and touch real quick on something that I mentioned before. Sure. The... Um, you know, I had kind of hinted as listening to another podcast was actually listening to the Tech Pedition podcast. And. Oh, really? <laughs> I have to ask the question. A billion, what it was it? Infinity dollars. That was a cool comment. Yeah. Uh, it was in reference to, um, talking yeah. about in-game payments. And things like that. And that, that was a comment that my brother made. <laughs> Which, you know, it, well, go ahead. Now, as I was going to say, I do the podcast, me and myself uh, and my brother, uh, Carrie Brown, we both do that podcast, which, you know, I think one of the bad parts about it is that we talk about everything. But one of the good parts about it is that we talk about everything. So uh, it's fun and I love to do it with him. And yeah, we're we're kind of all over the place, but we it's good info in there. <laughs> well, well, it you know, it made me think in the sense of not getting too much into games here, but. Um, and not getting too much off point, but you made a very good point, or actually I think he made a very good point of the freemium games, you know, like the Candy Crush sagas, the Pokemon Go's, yeah. making so much more money than do, you know, your traditional Halos and your Final Fantasies that, and I'd never thought about that before, but if you take how many people have a console versus how many people have a smartphone, well, yeah. of course, 
the the revenue is going to be astronomically different. So just as an FYI, I learned something from listening, and and I've not fi- quite finished the episode yet. Um, at, I'm to the point of The Walking Dead, which I <laughs> s- still, you know, have not been convinced. You've not convinced me yet to uh, walk with dead people, but you know. There we go. But yeah, we we have to get into Walking Dead another time because you, I, I could just, I'm gonna give you a couple of hit list of episodes you could watch, and if you don't get hooked by those episodes, uh, you know, it, it might have passed for you already. But still, okay. <laughs> well, the good thing is I've I, I know so little, even though it was a comic. You do know it was a comic book first. Yes, yes, certainly, okay. certainly. And yeah. uh, even though I know it was a comic, I absolutely know zilch, zero, nada, nothing about it. <laughs> It is very much of a cult following, uh, kind of in a lot of ways. But yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's a great show, man. You need to check it out. Uh, if, like again, if you don't get hooked by the first couple episodes, it's probably not for you. Uh, but yes, it's definitely a great show. All right. Well, you know, I'm going, I'm going to, uh, um, Let's see. I, what it, not push him into a corner, but but corner uh, carry on this. He has an open invitation to come talk to us. I know he may not be a Doctor Who fan, but it, any of our uh, episodes with sci-fi or comics that he wants to join, you know, uh, it's on the air now. He's got an open invitation. Yeah, and we definitely need to get him on to talk about Ghost in the Shell. I was pretty upbeat on it in the last episode about, you know, I thought the trailer looked good. It, it reminded me of Matrix. His opinion couldn't have been more stark in the other direction. I mean, he acts like he hated it. So we definitely have to get him on to at least air his opinions about that show, that movie that's coming out. Good deal. Good deal. <laughs> well, considering the fact that we were talking about Infinity Dollars, let's talk instead. I'm going to jump around, and I think it might be a good segue to talk about 15 Million Merits. Oh, 15 million merits. Remember uh, that? Yes, certainly, certainly. Uh, that is probably my favorite episode of the first season. And um, to kind of explain the whole kind of premise of the episode, it, what it reminds me of really is a lot of like when people, you know, in America, we have a lot of contractors that come over here, a lot of uh, Indian people that they come over here to work and provide money for their families and things like that. Same thing with, you know, a lot of people from Mexico come here to make money and send it back to their families. And this is kind of what that episode reminds me of. Um, you know, you get merits based on doing these certain in the job it's not really a job i don't know how to explain it really <laughs> uh so let, let me let me get your opinion on this episode did you like it did you uh, yeah i you did was- like it it was actually i agree with you the first you know so there was only three so we don't have that many to say oh i didn't like or oh yeah, yeah i did like but um yes it, it the the first episode that we'll get to in a minute was by the fact of the value of what it was and how it ended, that was memorable. But as far as being able to make you think kind of episode, this episode that we're talking about, yes, was very, ooh, it made you think. I didn't take it so much as what you referred to, which was a very good interpretation. I took it more so as this was a future or an alternate reality or or something to say how we are connected and almost enslaved by our technology. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's definitely a, a great take. And the only re- reason I mentioned the families is because they kind of mentioned it near the end of the episode uh, why they're there. But uh, yeah, just the premise of a, a episode where you have to ride a bike to get power to do things to, like you said, consume entertainment and everything costs you a lot. And, and you're inundated by ads all over the place in order to do things, you know, you want to watch something or, or uh, play a game. Let's watch this ad. You know, it's, it's, it's very much a stark take on what the internet is for a, a lot of people. You know, you, uh, when I think about when you're on a mobile site on your phone, you go to it and the first thing you get before you actually see any of the text that you actually clicked in to read is like a huge ad. It takes over the whole phone and you can't even get to the exactly. stuff you went to the site for. And uh, and also like this, the social plays on, for instance, when a girl sings, uh, and I love that song that she sings in that episode, by the way. The status that goes along with actually, well, not making money, but actually getting getting to a point where you can rise above it all. And, you know, as far as being in another bracket economically, just by what you can do and things like that. So, I mean, it, it they play on a lot of those different tropes in that episode. I thought it was good, but, you know, it, it's pro- it probably is my favorite of the first season. It's very quirky, though. Very quirky. Uh, <laughs> you don't you don't see a show like that around much. And it's it's I, I really enjoyed it. What about yourself? Yeah. I mean, I was sitting here trying, you know, going back over it, not trying to remember it, actually remembering it, going back over it. And one thing that I will give an analogy to something that happened earlier this evening while I was doing the research for this one was I went to a website to get a, a figure for a viewing figure and it recognized that I had an ad blocker. So it was like, and even though I had the ad blocker on and I wanted to see the content, it was going to force me to turn off the ad blocker to see the content. So I thought that was very appropriate considering the fact that if you were in, and I don't want to say bedroom because I don't think it was a bedroom. It was like your, your media cubicle where you slept, uh, thing in this uh, particular episode. If you shut your eyes, that room knew you shut your eyes. So if you didn't want to watch whatever it was that you were supposed to watch, it knew that you were not watching. So I was like, okay, it's interesting that that happened to me with the ad blocker right as I was trying to get some viewing figures of a uh, show about being able to, you know, watch or not watch. So I was like, it's really interesting how it paralleled real life. Yeah, it, it does in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, I'm thinking about the part where <laughs> he, he, you know, he tried to kill himself in an episode at one point. <laughs> and I mean, the episode gets very dark, very dark, but uh, it's still very enjoyable. And just, just like, again, just very quirky, uh, which I think is the case with a lot of these episodes. They're they're really off the beaten path, but really interesting, make you think, like you just said. And, and you know, I noticed another thing, which was, it's just as, you know, if we go to Facebook today and we've searched on Amazon for Doctor Who memorabilia, chances are we're going to have some type of ads in Facebook for yeah. Doctor Who memorabilia. So even when they are riding their bikes or whatever, the, the women get, um, 
advertisements that are catered to women. The men get advertisements catered to men and back and forth. And I was like, you know, that that's they did a very good job, I guess is what I'm trying to say, of taking our Internet reality of what we take for granted and saying, let's bring that into your real world existence. It's just like the randomness of some of the, like you said, some of the ads that popped up, you know, they're doing something totally different. And just all of a sudden, here comes this ad, you know, right. it's, it's it's really a, a interesting play on what we actually go through today, uh, every day when you're on the Internet. So exactly. Which another episode whenever uh, in in the third season, which we'll talk about in a minute, totally takes that in a very, very different direction. So should we get into the uh, – well, let me just briefly – I mentioned the other episode of season one is the history of you. It was about an engram that you put in – that you get implanted into you where you can, like, see uh, your past and relive it. And the whole episode kind of sends around this guy finding out his wife is cheating on him. So it, it's, it's a good episode. Uh, I don't think you liked it much, Cal, but I, I, I very much enjoyed it. You know, it wasn't that I didn't like it. It just – it didn't keep my attention. I mean, I, I, I will admit I had a, you know, my computer in my lap. I was doing something else, so I wasn't totally paying attention. However, episodes one and two, I had the computer in my lap, and I wound up putting the computer down. So there was something in episode one, episode two, that made me put down the computer, whereas episode three instead made me just turn it off. So for me, I... I got bored. And I think most of the UK viewers did too, because it was the lowest rated of actually all the rated viewing episodes for the series before it, you know, went to Netflix, which of course doesn't have ratings. Yeah. So do you want to go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room? Oh yeah. Well, not the <laughs> elephant, I guess the pig, the pig, Oh, <laughs> the national <Don't> anthem. <laughs> But yeah, that episode. Um, so the thing about this episode, it is something that you can actually see happening today. Maybe not to the extreme of the pig, but definitely the extreme of um, a kidnapping, a threat that is broadcast across social networks and, you know, YouTube in a case or this YouTube like site right. in the case of uh, of this show and the threat being targeted to the highest person in power in the country. If he doesn't do something, one of his loved ones dies. Well, in this case, not his particular loved one. He, this is in the UK. So this is the queen's uh, niece, or, niece something. or something like that. But, you know, there's pressure for him to do this thing because the whole the spotlight of the country is on him. Because, again, this has been broadcast over social media and everything. And wow, the my jaws literally dropped <laughs> this whole episode. And, you know, it. I can see why a lot of people would that tries Black Mirror would see this first episode or attempt to watch this first episode and be like, okay, it's not for me, because it, it's it's a very hard one to get past, definitely. Yeah, but it, it yes, I agree with everything you just said, but I think from the perspective of this is a show that makes you think, and that's the purpose of it. I think. It would not have been a, it would not have had the, we're, we're sitting here talking about this episode 
had it not had the story that it did. And considering the fact that we are, we try to keep ourselves PG, it's very hard to talk about this episode <laughs> without yeah. uh, losing the PG. But I will say at the end, I was shocked to see, I didn't expect them to have to go through, go with, through it. with it. Exactly. And what did you, did you? Did I, mean, you? I, I kind of, I mean, the way they play played it, it was just so. I mean, he tried everything to get out of doing this. I mean, they even brought in CG, well, C, well, CGI, computer graphics yeah. artists to come in and try to see if we could fake it. And then the, the ransomer said the camera had to be in a certain angle, and and just so much uh, meticulous planning by the the uh, kidnapper to actually get him to do this. And it's just wow, it's. You know, it, it reminds me a lot of how and this doesn't happen much as as much as it used to. But you know, you used to always have these videos pop up of people threatening to behead Americans right. and overseas. And I mean, thank God it doesn't happen anymore, or we don't hear about it as much. But th- this is very much what this episode reminded me of, and just the extreme of who it was that was kidnapped and what they were going to make him do was just 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 crazy i don't even remember why did you remember the why no, I, I, I think it was more so there wasn't a why it was just i can i think it was someone who was very depressed i don't think he was um because didn't the person that did it didn't he commit suicide at the end I believe so, but it's been so long. I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember either, but I, but I do remember, you know, either I think somebody, I think he, I think he shot himself or hung himself or something. I think though it was more, can I do this? It wasn't a, well, here is my yeah. political platform. But on that same, whenever, you know, you're talking about YouTube and broadcasting it, you know, I think it's also a commentary on, People either in America, people in Britain, people probably anywhere for that matter. And the phrase that comes to mind is everyone loves a train wreck. And I'm picturing all of the people when the event happened and they're watching and they're in the pub, they're in uh, their offices, they're at home and everyone is glued and to the TV because everyone likes a train wreck, just like last Tuesday night here. So there you go. Wow, man, I'm loving your insights on these. These are great. <laughs> You've become the lead of this episode. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> that was great. Uh, so you let, I want to briefly talk about season two. Uh, there's only one episode in there I really want to talk right, about. Will you talk about it uh, considering the fact that I don't remember any of the, the season two episodes? Okay, season two, there's an episode called Be Right Back. It's the first episode of season two. I adore this episode. So let me go ahead and give you the premise, which is basically this woman. She's married to this guy. The lady is Haley Atwell. They played, um, what's the Marvel show? Um, Miss Carter. Uh, Yeah, Agent Carter. Carter. Peggy Carter. Sharon Carter. Yeah, Peggy Carter. Yeah, so that's her and, and her husband. Uh, you know, she has a husband. They're in love. They really love each other. But, you know, all the time, think about how we have all this technology around us. Uh, like you mentioned before with how the ads know who you are and what you search last. Mm-hmm. This is this is kind of taking that to another extreme with, you know, voice prints, you know, Google Home or something that might be hearing what you're saying. 
and in all this data being consumed that you're putting into the internet, the take is basically her husband dies. Okay. In, in, in a car accident. So what happens is this company pops up, starts sending her messages saying that she can talk to her husband. And again, this is done by information that he's put out there because I, I think he was like a big Internet junk. He was always, always listening to music, always doing stuff on the Internet. And they were able to recreate a, a chat on the computer that talked just like he did. And then it eventually progressed to where they said, you know, we could take a little further. We can give you a voice, you know, a, a call on the phone again, based off of information he's put out there, voice prints or whatever. And she was talking to her dead husband, you know, and you can kind of see how this would land for somebody who's just lost a loved one. And, you know, they miss them that bad. They may do anything they can to have a, a piece of them back. So. Eventually, it gets to the point, and it's just crazy how this progresses, but it gets to the point where they said we can recreate him. And this is done off of some technology where they create this Android thing that has all his memories, all his cadences. It looks like him. But, you know, and, and you could probably tell this, like, no matter how you try to copy something, you know, <laughs> sometimes it's just not right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it eventually gets to where, uh, you know, he's a walking around guy, you know, sounds just like her husband, looks just like her husband. But, you know, he's missing that right pimple on his cheek or something or he doesn't respond exactly right. And she kind of gets to the point where she hates this guy. So the episode goes from there. But again, it's just a really, really good episode and and features how technology can be taken to the extreme and still how it can go uh, extremely wrong. All right. um, Let me ask you this, because while you're sitting here telling this story, the question that pops into my head is, she, okay, you said that she hates the guy or she ends up hating the guy. Do they go their separate ways? Oh, see, <laughs> that's where you get me. I, think she eventually gets rid of him somehow, but I can't remember exactly. Okay, because my question was, after she gets rid of him, assuming that she did, what happens to this entity? Does he dissipate? Does he, is he deactivated? Or do they, you know, do they even say? Because my, my question or my thought is, is this now an autonomous being? Oh, okay. I, I remember. It is pretty much an autonomous being, but it can't go within. It can't go thirty feet away from her or something ah, like that. Okay. Or deactivate. But I, I think I remember what happens. Like eventually, um, she comes to terms with it, and it 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 still lives with him. It like lives in the attic. And like what I did, what I left out is that she's she gets she's pregnant by her real husband before he dies. Okay. And and they have a child, and so the child kind of knows her father because she like plays with this dude <laughs> it's kind of freaky but <laughs> but event it, the entity still lives with her. but, but now he's attic. just in the attic deactivated or whatever well he's a, he's a very much awake just in the attic <laughs> okay that's creepy and i yeah, and i think is. it was meant it to is. be yeah but it's a great episode i love it so much i love Haley atwell as, as well she's awesome um so I, I don't really have an episode I want to talk about. 
again from the uh, the older seasons. So, do you want to just go ahead and get well, into this? Well, why don't this we nosedive into the first episode of series three? In that case, what do you think? <sighs> Let's do it. Considering the fact, <laughs> oh, the name is nosedive. <laughs> So, Cal, what did you think of Nosedive? Oh, I thought that was that 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 was a good one. That was a good one to me. What did you think? I've I very much enjoyed it. Um, and again, it's an excellent excellent take on the Instagram slash Twitter. I don't know uh, Facebook always seeking admiration world that we live in a day. I mean, you know, how many, how many likes did I get on my post? Exactly. You know? <laughs> and you know, how many Twitter followers do I have? How many, uh, Instagram people liked my picture or, you know, it's, and, and it even goes to the next level of, well, let's look and see who uh, is friends on this app of somebody else and, you know, ooh, how many people they have friends with. Oh, let me be friends with them too, because that's going to help yeah. my rating. I mean, I, it, it, it's so talked to that culture that we live in of how many friends do you have? Yeah. And again, like that's cool. But what's more even crazy about this episode is that your rating determines your social economic status sure. and just economic status. To be honest, you know, you can't get an apartment if you don't have a certain right. rating or you, you can't rent a certain car. Or you can't go on a flight. And and the fact that it's so tied to what you can do and who you can be and everybody has the ability to push you up or take you down. It's just a awesome take on social media as a whole. You know, when you said uh, can take you up, take you down, I was sitting here seeing the woman in, in the scene when she's trying to get on the plane and she's becoming oh, unruly, <laughs> unruly and the security comes. And what does the security do? Does he arrest her? Did his, what is it? No, he doesn't arrest her. Instead, he's, I'm taking you down one, one whole point. Well, oh, I don't yeah, think you should. So I'm taking you down a second point. <laughs> and you know, that, that, uh, if you really think about it, you could kind of play that on how, um, Kind of how the social, I'm trying to think of how to play it into the status of, of where we are today in the world or just in America. You know, people can't escape out of a economic bracket they're in. You know, what's holding them down? More often than not, this is a, a good analogy to that because it's a lot of time it's the people you know right. you know a lot of people scratch each other backs and they're going to support and help the people that they already know and think are a good person and it's hard for somebody they don't know or they may have this perception that they're this certain um, rating <laughs> for instance that they can't get in so I, I think if you really look a little bit deeper it does have a nice play on race and and just, you know, where a person is from and things like that. Well, that's just like uh, to piggyback on what you said. There's a scene where someone offers the uh, central character of this um, episode a ride. When when all else has failed, she can't get a car. She gets a car. It's one of those that can't, can't be, <laughs> you know, so she's walking. And she's, yeah. uh you know, this person stops by to give her a ride. Well, her first inclination is, 
oh, no, you're not, you know, the, I couldn't be seen with this type of person. And then <laughs> when she accepts the offer for the ride and finds out this person willingly gave up her rating that was so high that this is what that woman who's the central character was aspiring to be. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's that contrast you just mentioned. Yeah. Brown nosing. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I think you and I both could name people that we both know either mutually or not mutually <laughs> that, that are all into the, you know, things that we've talked about in this particular episode that that means so much to them. Whereas yeah. I'm sure we both know other people who could care less how many likes they get or how many friends they have on Facebook or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's certainly because, um, I, you know, I have friends who are the anti social media people, you know, <laughs> that remind me of the woman in the truck. <laughs> right. Uh, that picked her up. So, I mean, you, you definitely have the full spectrum and, you know, it's so crazy about this episode. You kind of have to be in it to be anybody, which is just crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. So let's, uh, talk about, and this would be one that I would be interested to get more of the tech petition feel of it because it is a play on playing a game, which was the chip, the second episode with the chip in his brain that creates this, what was it like an augmented reality or virtual reality? Yeah, it's like a virtual reality game that uh, he's playing due to this, again, this chip being in his head that can uh, alter his senses to make him see things that aren't there. Uh, it's supposed to be the ultimately ultimate immersive game, so to speak. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, it's, you know, the kind of lore is like video game or like a alternate reality thing, but basically it's a horror a horror episode, uh, if you really think about right. it. And, and, um, you know, a lot of good scares, a lot of good, awesome things to think about. Think about how, uh, something can be perceived, you know, something. If, do you think, well, let me ask you this. Do you think technology will ever be to the point where, and we have this a little bit with some, uh, augmented reality things, but do you think we'll ever get to the point where it, you can put in a contact lens or some glasses or something to make you see something that's photorealistic, but not really there. Do you think, I mean, we kind of have that in a way. Um, do you think, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going to say yes, considering the fact if you look at, okay, all right, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you a good example. When I first started working uh, for where, uh, we both worked for a while, um, back when, when it was a wireless telephone company. I remember being excited back in the late, uh, 90s. It was about 97. Everybody w was all excited. It was a uh, big thing. We had finally got caller ID on a mobile phone. <laughs> they had, you know, they had, they had fixed the, uh, equipment so that caller ID would work on a car or bag telephone. Now, you take that from 1997, 1998, jump up to 2017, 20 years later, and <laughs> caller ID is the least amount of things yeah. that a uh, phone could do. For that matter, a phone is no more than an app on a 
mini computer <laughs> that we took. So if you take it from that aspect and even, even to the point of a cell phone, you go back 20 years before that from 90 to 77. I remember being a kid then and you're starting to get buttons instead of having the rotary dial. So, you know, do I, to, to answer your question, do I think that's possible? Honestly, I think anything is possible at this point. Yeah. I mean, we do have the, the Microsoft HoloLens, which is kind of a, uh, is, it is an augmented reality device. Uh, so I think eventually when they make it smaller, make it better, smaller, cheaper, faster, better, you know, I think we could get pretty close. Uh, but again, in the context of this episode, which again, it's uh, pretty much just a thriller or horror uh, sh- uh, episode. But again, they have to play on technology. So did you notice in this episode how he never answered his mom's call? I remember the call, but I never got I never got the underlying meaning or was there an underlying meaning? Well, I to, I think the underlying meaning that they tried to portray to us was that he should have called his mom back. So uh, just to fast forward how the episode ends and we don't have to get into details too much. But at the end of the episode, he, he actually dies because once he gets into the game, he kind of gets Okay, well, let me rewind. He walks into the room to actually enter the game, and the woman told him to turn her cell phone off, and she took it. But when she walks out, he cuts his cell phone back on just to take a picture of the device so he could get some money when he got out <laughs> of this playtest. Uh, and that the fact that he leaves his phone on, and when he starts the game, his mom calls him and kind of messes up something and like fries him and calls him to go into a seizure by the end of the episode. So I think they tried to give us the message that he should have called his mom back, and you have the technology, but you're not using it. I don't know. It's 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 a really weird episode because I think it was it, we had a lot of stuff going on. We had the uh, the gaming ex- aspect, and we also had the horror aspect. And then I kind of think that was the underlying message. Underlying message was that he should have called his mom. <laughs> I don't know. I enjoyed it. Could though. it have been just sitting here hearing you say that? Could it been that the back door, the escape hatch, the get out of jail free card, if you will, was answering that phone, and the fact that he never answered the phone is what killed him. Could be, could be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, as far as the episodes, I like this one, but it's, it's not my favorite out of all of them. Um, so do you want to just actually, go ahead? Yeah, let's keep going because this one was actually probably my least favorite of this, oh, this particular this one season. Coming up. Yeah. No, 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 no. The one we yeah, just talked test. about. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, the next one is Shut Up and Dance. Um so, man, this one, this is heavy as the first episode of the first season, I feel. What about you? Agreed, 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 agreed. Different, that, this is the one that I was referring to earlier whenever I said it, <laughs> it takes it in a different direction. This is the different direction I was referring to. Yeah, um, and I have to say, I never expected what happened at the end to be what he did. I, I never, never expected that to be what went wrong. I, I never did either, and I never saw that that was the unifying thing with all of them. 
I don't. I don't uh, think it is. You don't think it no, was? No, 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 no. Because, uh, okay, the the whole premise of the episode is that some ultra hacker person out there, they don't really specify who it is, but has the ability to hack into people's devices or whatever and figure out who's doing some shady stuff on the internet or some shady stuff, period. And basically the premise is they blackmail these guys. Um, and you know, they have stuff on them so bad or they can ruin them so much that they, uh, will pretty much do anything they want in order to, uh, make the situation go away. Yeah. You know, just sitting there, you know, remembering the episode, why did, okay. So let's take, there was a, I, I, I'm assuming he was a young adult. I'm assuming he was, he was out of school, like in college or whatever, but let's just say this young guy that's on a computer. Why does he d- download this antivirus software before, does it tell us that? Did I miss that? Does it give a reason why he downloads the software? Yeah, well, I don't think it's anything he did. Uh, I think he was trying to get rid of it. But when when he first gets home, he sees that his sister has took his computer and she did something to get a virus or something on it. Ah, she okay. So it's and he was like, right. yeah, he was furious with her. So he took it and tried to clean it up, I guess. Uh, I guess thought he did a good job. But. Yeah, so <laughs> see, I I always took it that that him downloading the the spyware removal or the virus removal is is the the entry point. Is the, yeah, is the entry point. And it could have been. I don't I don't know if they completely specified which was it the girl that that took the computer that got it infected or was it his chance his opportunity to remove the infection that got it. Gotcha. Yeah, so either one it could have been. I'm I'm just not sure on that. So. You know, the whole the whole premise of this episode is is bringing to light things that we cover up and don't want anybody to see. And it actually reminded me a lot of the Clinton emails. <laughs> OK, you know, I mean, we don't know how bad those are. They, they haven't seemed, seemed are they, to be. Are, we don't know if they were nothing. Yeah, we, we just don't know. We just don't know. But, you know, uh, somebody else said this and it was a great point, you know. He said that anybody's email, if you looked at it, you could probably find something bad. You know, Correct. I mean, regardless of how uh, clean as a whistle the person are, you probably can find something that could make them mad or embarrass them at the very least. So, I mean, again, there this group or person is getting all these things on these people and making them do stuff that they really don't want to do. So we find out that this boy has a link up with some more folks, get a cake, blah, 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 <laughs> meet up with another guy and they go and rob a bank. And, you know, he's 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 scared to death, but he does it because he doesn't want whatever he did to come out. Which Right. And and, and, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm sitting here thinking what he did, which is what he did, you know, watch it and see what he did, but whatever. That compared to robbing a bank. <laughs> and I'm going, okay, so you're willing to go rob a bank to save yourself potential embarrassment, but yet you are risking being arrested and going to prison as opposed to the other. 
And I'm like, but at, really? At, well, at least it robbed the bank. There was a chance he could get away. You know, I mean, I'm just thinking of what he did, you know, of what we thought he did at that point in the episode. You no, know, just what it sh- possibly showed. I can see that being ultimately devastating for somebody, you know, of what just we thought he did, you know. Um, right. Okay. I, I get you there. But, I mean, I, and, and there's a possibility that he might get away with the robbery, but if he doesn't, he's definitely going to show get his shown on all across the internet. So, <laughs> uh, I ain't, I'm not saying I would have robbed the bank, but yeah, he was he was certainly desperate. Yeah, and, and you know, and and you've got to also factor in he was let's let's say he was 18. His mindset of things at 18. And the mindsets of late thirties, early forties is completely different. Yes, yes, it, it definitely is. You know, and you know the other guy, the guy that he was with, you know, which is from uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, yes, I thought so. Yeah, I love him. I forgot what his name is. Bron. He's Bron on Game yes. of Thrones. Okay, that's uh, what I thought. Yeah, but yeah, he was he was great as well. But he was just trying to keep his wife from seeing that he cheated on her. You know, which is bad too. You know, I could. See, I took it totally something different. Really? Yes, because I think the uh, 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 see now see now this is if if I'm right, it's going to change your opinion of the guy that you thought cheated on his wife. I think what they had on him was uh, he he was having yes, he did cheat on his wife. But it was a little closer to home, if I'll, I'll put it that way. Really? Because you know what I mean by that, right? Yeah, I, I think. Because they said, because the name on that cake was uh, his daughter's name. Huh, I, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. Because, because when he when he came home and the wife was watching whatever she was watching and she's crying and she says something like, how could you... He's that he either says the daughter, he says the person's name, you or or something, but the daughter's name is whoever was on that cake. So my assumption was he the what the people had on him was maybe they videoed him or took pictures of or whatever doing inappropriate things with his daughter. Wow, that's 10 times, 100 times. I didn't, well, I didn't watch the episode. I totally did not get that. That, that's, that's how I interpreted I it. Now, I could have right. been wrong. You're probably right. Cause, cause a reason I thought it would might have been just somebody who, you know, cause he was waiting for the prostitute at the hotel. Uh, ah, okay. So that's why I thought it was just some random person. But if that's it, man, his is almost, his worse than other guys. Just as bad. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, this show makes me feel bad, but I like it. <laughs> but, but, you know, it, 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 I will say this. It, um, you know, like I was using the, the, the example of, uh, you know, going to, uh, to a website and it's wanting you to turn off the ad blocker the other day. Cause, you know, I've had issues with Skype ever since upgrading my computer to the latest, uh, you know, new version of the Mac software. Uh-huh. So the other day I had updated Skype and I was, you know, making sure everything was working. So after I shut down Skype, 
my webcam was still on. Oh, so the first thing I did was like, okay, I'm, I'm rebooting it. And it made me think of this episode, which was, okay, someone, you know, I mean, I knew someone hadn't gotten into your computer, but it reminded me of this episode of, oh, well, someone's done hacked your computer. Oh, that's so crazy. Wow. Yeah. But then again, I was, yeah. then I remembered I had a Mac and knew that couldn't happen. So there you go. Oh, contrarian fair. <laughs> I think you can. Yeah, I'm sure they could, well, but you know. Well, even Mark Zuckerberg puts a piece of tape over his uh, camera. So. So there you go. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's, uh, you ready to go on to the, yeah, yeah, right, let's, let's the next keep one. Which let's one try you to go get? ahead and get through these. Uh, we got San Junipero, um, which the premise of this episode is, um, well, I guess you don't know what it is. So probably forty-five minutes into it, what's actually going on? Right. But they have the ability to download your consciousness, or download, or either log in or completely download your consciousness into this world that they've made called San Junipero. Junipero, and we're seeing these different. Uh, I guess the world has the ability to go to different time frames or they can jump between sort of like chat rooms. It's a different time. Yeah. Frame uh, yeah. I could to. see that. Um, so what did you think of this episode, Kyle? You know, I thought I, I really wasn't that honestly interested that much into it until it got to the end and you realized kind of what, what was going on. And I liked the premise of, and, you know, it was not a matrix kind of feel, but more of a p- people transcended and, and were saved, uh, into a server. And I was, uh, going back to the library on Dr. Yeah, Hood, exactly. You know, exactly. Uh, D- Donna Noble has left the library. Donna Noble has been saved, <laughs> you know, that, that you had been uploaded, uh, to a library. Yeah, that was, and that's basically what you were. You were just in a big uh, bunch of servers. Yeah, yeah, it, it was great, you know. And and we had this this whole love story around it, which I thought was kind of cool as well. Uh, but for me, the draw to this episode really was finding out that premise. You know, after I could have to admit, a good thirty or forty minutes, like, what is going on? <laughs> But but eventually we found out what's going on and and I thought just the different time periods they were in was really cool you know yeah I I think just the set pieces on this episode were great and again I thought the relationship thing was pretty cool as well so I enjoyed that episode I wasn't yeah. one of my favorites I have to say not one of my favorites of this season but I enjoyed it but I enjoyed it more than I did playtest. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I really did. But uh, I just, I, you know, I, I don't know. It was just something. But then again, I'm not a big gamer. I mean, my favorite console was the Atari 2600. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not PS4, PS, you know, 86 or 64 or whatever. You know, since, since, since the days of Pac-Man, I have been religiously dedicated to only one game and it went uh is defunct now which was city of heroes yeah. which was you remember that yeah, i remember, definitely remember that game yeah it was, it was good so let, let me ask you this real quick about this episode and then we can move on uh do you think what do you think about 
having the ability to, I mean, it's kind of the opposite of what we talked about before with Haley Atwell's character wanting to bring her husband back to the real world. It's kind of going the opposite direction. These people that are in the term or uh, have these debilitating diseases and they're jumping into this alternate reality. Um, what do you what do you think about that as far as a um, uh, continuation yeah, of feel, yourself? Yeah, yeah, just existing but not really really existing. Uh, what do you? I mean, okay. So let me ask this question. Here is the way I would answer that question. From okay, so let's say today it is right now eight twenty seven p.m. Uh-huh. Let's say today at eight twenty seven p.m. I upload consciousness to server whatever server is at eight twenty eight as the uploaded consciousness. Do I remember uploading myself at 827? And if so, then I could argue that that is a continuation of that mind or whatever. Yeah. If that, if, if that's not present, then I don't see that as a true continuation. Yeah. I mean, and, and even, even if you think about the uh, Google, uh, the transporter theories on YouTube, you'll have lots of fun. But if you think about even like the transporter uh, theories, uh, if if what if they're deconstructing you completely, killing you in a way, but reconstruct you somewhere else uh, on the other side of planet ownership, it's kind of the same, you know, weird psychological principle <laughs> that's going on there. Are uh, you existing? True. So, True. so again, um, I, I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was good. Um I'm glad you liked it a lot more than I did. <laughs> I love yeah. the actors, though. The two actors in this episode, I, I adore them. They're great. Cool. Well, speaking of games, part per se, uh, what did you think of Man, Man Against Fire? Favorite episode of the season, hands down. Uh, I, Favorite. So, t- tell me why, because I've got some opinions. So tell me why. Uh, this episode kind of um you know it reminds me a lot of if you think of uh adolf hitler um and and uh the german regime um during the war you know it it wasn't a it wasn't a literal putting a covering over their eyes to see somebody different that they don't recognize as people but it was more of a mindset that was kind of instilled in in in, in uh, the Germans and the Nazis. So okay. so this is that same principle in a lot of ways, but taking it to the extreme through use of technology. Uh, I just I I thought it was great. Okay, so here here are my thoughts. Number one, it 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 reminded me, and here I go again with Doctor Who. It reminded me a little bit of the Eleventh Doctor's second episode, where they're on the spaceship where Britain has raised, and they're on the 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 whale in space. Uh, yeah, uh, story, and they choose to either remember or not remember, and the whole of. The men against fire were at the end and you realize actually what's going on and that he has basically been programmed, but he admitted to this programming and he asked 
for his memory to be erased so that he doesn't remember the other things. You know, he wants the programming back. That reminded me of, you know, which button do you mash? Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. You know, that same thing. The other part of it was, you know, I've heard arguments or I've heard people say over the years, you know, there there are these uh games that are designed you know, they're fighting games, military strategy games. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, I think Carrie was mentioning some of the, the different strategy things that people do. And what I've heard people say, well, that's all that's doing is, you know, teaching people to how to be, you know, that makes them want to go into the military. You know, so, you know, it's kind of a little bit of a play on that just up t- to the nth degree. Well, I mean, if you think about what happens, you know, as as bad as it is, but think of what kind of control you can have over an over an army. If if and again, like let me just explain what happens. They have some psychological neuro, neurological technology or whatever they put inside these people uh, that allow them to see the enemies, which are just normal humans, uh, basically to see them as beasts, uh, as these vile creatures, and just just think how you can control an army if what they think they're fighting is the most grotesque thing ever imagined you know it's, it's just this it, concept alone is is just very very heavy and you know again like most of the black mirror episodes you don't find out this until the last 20 minutes or 30 minutes what is actually going on because i have to admit before that i was rooting for them Kill that thing, kill that beast, you know. Uh, it, you, even though we knew something wasn't quite right, you know, you see these monsters coming at you, you know, <laughs> like The Walking Dead. You see these monsters coming at you, you want them to defend themselves and they were looking good doing it, you know, and they thought they were doing so great. But it turns out these just normal people and they were just drugged in a sense to, in a sense to think they were vile creatures. Okay, so I'm going to take this into another way, but I think that it is equally, um, it can be applied equally to this. You know, we look into what we watch on television as far as the news, whether it's someone who watches MSNBC or someone who watches Fox News or, you know, we live in a generation where your news is to some degree catered to whatever <laughs> political yeah. ways you go. Certainly. So if I were someone who only watched MSNBC and I or I was someone who only watched Fox News, chances are if that is all my exposure one way or the other, chances are I'm going to start looking at the opposite group, whichever yeah opposite group is as being oh well they are a democrat oh so they're the bad people or oh they're republicans oh i hate them all because of you know and i don't want to call it brainwashing but 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 i've argued that many many times of being you know since we do have that catered to it so that goes a little bit into the conditioning you know you've got the the people who are the army people who've got this conditioning program in their head and it's allowing them to see what 
the people who are giving them this information as the monsters. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying yeah. the, you know, the news people are the equivalent <laughs> to the people doing this, but in some ways they are. I mean, you know? yeah, even take that a step further. Look at, look at, you know, some politicians say we're going to, all Muslim are jihadists and they want to kill every American or all, all Mexican people that come in America are, are criminals, you know, I mean, it's it's not to the extreme of what happens in this episode, but still, it's not visual, but it but it's psychological. You know, it's it's how you think about that person, or how you convey or try to convey what's going on in this this different land and these people that are coming over here and what they're bringing with them. You know, you can't you can't say all of X group is bad because you know I have this notion of what somebody told me. Of them, you know. Um, exactly. Otherwise, you would probably just be, uh, you know, you would probably just become that most hated in the nation. Yeah. So, speaking of, want to get into it real quick? Yeah. And the, the, the last, you know, sorry, you know, had to segue into the last episode, which is Hated in the Nation. So, uh, this wasn't one of my favorites. <laughs> Uh, definitely not one of my favorite episodes. Um, yeah, so again, we're playing with technology and, again, hackers, hacking, which is what they do. Um, so I thought the premise of these bugs that were actually um, poly- uh, doing the job of nature to pollinate you know, crops and things like that, I thought that was a pretty cool concept. And right. I don't think that's far off from something that could actually happen either uh what did you think no i could see that and i just realized that one of the characters was benedict wong who was wong and yep. dr strange yep. right yeah definitely okay. and uh Kuna right. Khan and um um the, um, the dang it what's the name of the marco, show? Polo? marco no. polo okay oh yeah um L- let me mention- yeah i thought it was pretty good let me mention something real quick before we go into this episode a little further uh, did you notice the girl singing the song in Man Against, Men Against Fire? Uh, the uh, the Caucasian girl with the blonde hair. Uh, she was uh, she was singing a song. Did you did you remember it? No, uh, uh-uh, tell me. Uh, she was singing the same song the girl did in episode two of season one uh, in the contest. So, ah, yeah, okay. so it was like See, a little small Easter that. egg. Yeah, she did it for like probably a few seconds, but you know, I just kind of brought a smile to my face. <laughs> ah, cool, cool. But anyway, hated in the nation again, hacker attacking, and someone is tapping into this this nexus of bugs and or bees and um, targeting them toward certain people, and again, huge social media play hashtag. Was it kill or die? Or uh, was- yeah, or or it, it, it was some hashtag that uh, most hated or or something. I'll look. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up. But it was basically um, if you get if you whoever had the most uh, hashtag for this particular one, yeah, you two. got killed. Yeah, death two was the hashtag. Death two. Okay. So again, it shows what. You know how social media can go bad because you certainly have these people. And what it really makes me think about uh, what's the black woman from uh, uh, um, 
Saturday Night Live that was getting all this hate and it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I can't remember her name, but I know you're talking. Yeah, and about. it just uh, Leslie Jones, I think. But it just, yeah, it just, yeah, yeah. it just happens from time to time. Every so often, somebody would do something, or the internet's will get mad at something, and next thing you know, it has gone viral and. This person is just getting all this hate. Uh, another thing I reminded of is the uh, Jennifer Lawrence when her pictures came out. You know, things like that. It it, it can turn a person around. You know, and and the fact that this guy is playing on this hate to actually kill people is just you know again that very dark theme that's going that's go through that goes through all these episodes. Uh, what did you think about that, Cal? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I don't really have anything other than, you know, I enjoyed it, but I, you know, it just reminded me of, you know, we live in the, you know, the Twitter age and the, you know, sending tweets and whatever. And that I guess it is just a reminder that what you do put out on social media can have ramifications. I guess that was, if I were to say what was the lesson or what was the takeaway is remember that what you put out can come back on you. Which, like you just said, uh, and just further explain, at the end of the episode, it fi- we find out that the bugs are going to eventually target everybody that actually put the hashtag out there, which I thought, was, I thought was an excellent twist on everything. Uh, Correct. See, I'd forgotten that. <laughs> yeah, this was a longer episode. It was like almost like a movie, actually. Um, again, wasn't my favorite, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought there were some good things. One thing I thought was didn't make any sense was the girl that the cop that was like an ultra hacker. She could like do this guy's system better than the dude that created it. She was flying through it like she created it herself. I didn't understand that really, <laughs> but you know, I think it worked in the context of this episode. Yep, and and since we've reached all of the episodes, isn't there a? I mean, I think it will now be series four. But when they commissioned the episodes, didn't they commission having uh, twelve episodes, and then decided, okay, we're going to cut them in two and have two different seasons? Yeah. So actually, it's the same season. This is part. One, oh, okay. This is part one of season three that we've got that we've gone through so far. So I don't know when, but soon uh, the next half of this season will drop. And uh, yeah, so we have more to come soon. I hope. Cool. Cool. And you know what I, I I did, uh, you know, I completely forgotten. This actually serves up, I believe with where it's going to fall as being episode 25. We've reached 25 episodes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, a quarter of a century old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because, uh, I know 26 was going to be, uh, the power of the Daleks. So, uh, we've reached 25. Oh yes. It's, it's been fun. <laughs> Definitely. So Lee will be back with us, of course, for Power of the Daleks and not sure yet when uh, if we will record it before Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving. But in the event that uh, you're listening to us before Thanksgiving 2016 in the U.S. and we do not uh, have Power of the Daleks out before then, you know, to everyone, you know, I think all three of us would say Happy Thanksgiving whether you are in the United States or uh, not in the United States. So there you go. 
So, Cal, is there anything you're working on that you want to talk about real quick before we uh, get out of here? Uh, no, other than being totally excited for Saturday night, which would be Power of the Daleks, <laughs> believe it or not. Certainly. And, and hopefully at some point we can get caught up on class and talk about it. But I don't – it's a little shaky on <laughs> – Yeah, and we, and, and we still need to uh, – Catch up a, a few more on Luke Cage, which I've watched a few more episodes of that, and um, about four episodes left, and it's still good. It's just the thing called time, and there's not enough of it. Yeah, it's too much good stuff out there. Exactly. Yeah, I'll just say check out my other podcast, which Cal talked about briefly, uh, TechPedition podcast. That's at TechPedition.com, and uh, give that give that a try if you like this show. You may like it. You know, and I'll also mention real, really briefly, you know, that Lee and I are also on Doctor Who Podshock, as well as uh, we're not on the Cultum Collective. We may pop in from time to time. And Lee is also working on another, uh, it's not necessarily going to be a podcast, it's going to be more like a radio drama slash uh, podcast drama and I have been lucky enough to see a couple of the first episodes, and I will say that it caught my attention and had me in suspense, so I can't wait to hear what I've read. So it's called, what is it, The Relativity yeah, Relativity podcast. podcast, yes. The Relativity Podcast. Yeah. So so there we go. So guys, check us out on uh, DiscussingWho.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter or Facebook at DiscussingWho. Um, also, uh, hit us up on iTunes. Leave us a comment. You know, you don't have to review us. Don't review us. Just talk about uh, how you like the, the Black Mirror episodes that you saw so far. Yep, and I have a feeling just from listening that the mirror is breaking. The It's the Black Mirror. It's called What Our Internet Connections Like. And because I had a little bit of trouble hearing you there for a second. So I think, I think the, uh, I think we took a nose dive into the play test of the Men Against Fire on, uh, the White Christmas in the Waldo moment. But, but I think that usually means we'll, uh, have 15 million merits or something like that. But I think you're back now, or at least, uh, at least I thought, but if, uh, Clarence got lost in the time stream, I think the way we pretty much end our episodes, and I think he's, uh, been lost in technology time stream of internet speeds of slowdown. I think I'm just going to say, as we usually say, we are out of here.